Welcome to the weekly podcast at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church. My name is Doc Hollingsworth. I'm senior pastor of this great congregation, and we're delighted that you've joined us. Our prayer for you is that as you listen to this message, you might feel closer to God and closer to God's hope for you. Isaiah chapter 40, 21 through 31, pages 582 through 583 in the Pew Bible. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told to you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers, who stretches who who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them like a tent to live in, who brings the prince to naught and makes the rulers of the earth as nothing. Scarcely are they planted, scarcely sown. Scarcely has their stem taken root in the earth. When he blows upon them and they wither, and the tempest carries them off like stumble. To whom then will you compare me, or Who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high and see. Who created these? He who brings out their host and numbers them, calling them all by name. Because he is great in strength, mighty in power, not one is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel? My way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by God. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is everlasting God and the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. He is understanding and unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and strengthness to the powerless. Even youths will faint and be weary, and the young will fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts here together this morning, may they be acceptable, may they be pleasing in your sight. God, you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Growing up in West Texas, we loved going to the lake in the summer. I loved spending time there swimming and fishing and barbecuing and all the lake things, although you couldn't pay me to jump in a lake now. (laughs) It was time spent with friends, time spent with family, there were lots of other kids. And when we would go, my dad would stop at the bait shop just as we got close, and he would go in and buy a bag of minnows. We'd put them in the bait bucket, drop them in the water, and we'd fish. Eventually, we'd run out of minnows, either because we ran out of minnows or somebody set them free, intentionally or not. And we would have to get creative and come up with something else. Sometimes we would go find worms, but most often we would go find grasshoppers. I don't know if fishing with grasshoppers is a thing, but we loved to fish with grasshoppers, and it was a lot of fun getting them, getting our bait because we worked for it. We'd go out into the yard. All you had to do was run through the grass, and they fly on a summer's day. And so then you catch them, and if you miss one, that's okay, because there's another one coming. 
dozens and dozens of grasshoppers all flying. Getting them flying was easy, and, and once you caught them, they were in your hands, and you hold them tight. And when you're a kid, and you have something in your hands that you're holding tight, that's wiggling and squirming and wants nothing more than to escape, what do you do? You squeeze. A little tighter, a little tighter. You don't want it to escape. And when you squeeze a grasshopper tight, and not too tight, if you know what I mean, they have a reflex. I don't know if you know this or not. Do you know what they do? They vomit all over your hands. Life's not always smooth sailing. I know that for many times have certainly been trying. Many have been dealing with illness and loss, financial challenges, a stock market that doesn't know up from down. There's loss and grief. And I wonder if anyone else out there feels like a grasshopper. I know I sure do. I mean, we're out here minding our own business, just doing our thing in the grass, and then all of a sudden someone is holding us tight and we feel the squeeze. Maybe you struggle to pay the bills. Maybe you've watched your retirement account drop and drop and drop. Your house payment, your loan payment, all those are difficult to pay and we feel the squeeze. Maybe you've been sick or you've been caring for a loved one who's sick and you've been in and out of treatment and you're feeling the squeeze. Maybe you have more than your fair share of anxiety or depression. Maybe you've lost a loved one and you feel the squeeze. Do you feel like a grasshopper? Do you feel the squeeze? The writer of this section of the book of Isaiah that was read so beautifully says that we are like grasshoppers. So I don't know about you, but I believe it. Life's tough. We feel the squeeze. What I want to share with you today, though, is that while we may be grasshoppers, while we may feel that we're being squeezed and tested, we do have hope. In fact, it's not until we realize that we really are grasshoppers, powerless as grasshoppers, that we can receive that word of hope. Our text begins in verse 21 of chapter 40 in Isaiah. This section of Isaiah was written at a time when the Israelite people, too, felt like grasshoppers. They'd been living in the promised land. They'd become quite comfortable. And when after prolonged warning from God to turn back to God, they found themselves overtaken. They found themselves exiled from their home. They'd been living in exile for some time, and they wondered if they would ever see their homeland again. They were feeling the squeeze. And then God sends this word of hope to the people. Because nothing quite comforts like hope. Hope for a better tomorrow. This word of hope might not sound like a word of hope to begin with. But remember what I said. It's not until we realize that we really are powerless as grasshoppers that we can receive the word of hope. This is the word that God gave Isaiah for the people and for us. Have you not known? Have you not heard? 
Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is God who sits above the circle of the earth, and the inhabitants are like grasshoppers. God who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them like a tent to live in, who brings princes to naught and makes rulers of the earth nothing. Have you not heard? Jesus frequently said, those who have ears, let them hear. And what is it that we are to hear? What is it that we don't understand that we need to know that we should get here? The first thing that we need to know is that God is a transcendent God. God is first and foremost existing beyond all things. God created all things, but God was not created. God is all-powerful. God is great, and we're not. Remember Job's encounter with God? Job had this bad experience after bad experience, and he, he protested, but all he said really was that he needed an audience with God. He wanted to defend himself. He felt like he was being unjustly punished. After considerable complaint, God responds to Job, and what does God say from the whirlwind? Who is it that darkens my counsel with words without knowledge? The Almighty said, you don't understand, and who are you to question me? When we think of ourselves as grasshoppers, that really puts it into perspective. Isaiah said, God sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers. Jesus called Levi, a tax collector, to follow him, and Levi had this great banquet for Jesus, and there were sinners and tax collectors, and then there were complaints because they were there with those other people. Jesus' response was simple. He said, I didn't come for anybody else except for those that are sick and need of a physician, not those who don't need one. But here's the deal. We need to know that we're sick. We need to know that we are in need of healing before we can receive that healing. You don't go to a doctor if you don't need the help. When we realize that God is great, that we are grasshoppers, we begin to see how big God is and how much we need God. We see how powerless we are, how much we need the hope that we have in Christ. So it would do us well to sit for a moment with the fact that we are grasshoppers. First thing we need to know is that God is supreme. When we realize how powerful God is, how powerless we really are, it's then and only then that we receive the hope that God has for us. Because the hope is in realizing that it's not up to me. The hope is in realizing that someone else has you. I need God. And God has promised to be with me. It's then that we're able to receive the reminder to look up. That's what Isaiah said. Lift up your eyes on high and see who created these. He who brings out their host and numbers them, calling them by name. Because he's great, mighty in power, 
Not one is missing. God is transcendent. God is above all, outside of all. God created all. But we're reminded that it is this same God, the God who created the stars, is the one who numbered them and named them. This same God created you, breathes life into you. God is not only transcendent. God is imminent. God is with you. God chooses to be among you, sending God's Son to us, giving us the Holy Spirit for the sole purpose of knowing us. We are grasshoppers, but the God of all knows your name and loves you as his own. We're in need of a healer, and good news, we've got one ready and willing to care for us, and that God who loves us is great in strength and mighty in power. There's nothing too much for God. When we feel that squeeze as grasshoppers, God understands how we feel, but God doesn't feel that squeeze. God is in control. God's got this. I love what God says next. Why do you say, my way is hidden from the Lord and my right is disregarded by my God? Why are you saying this? My way is hidden from the Lord. Can our ways ever be hidden from the Lord? Do you remember Jonah? Jonah received word from the Lord to go to Nineveh and Jonah jumped on a ship heading the opposite direction. I mean, y'all really, what did he think he was doing? Did he think he was running from God? Did he think that escape plan was going to work? He's on the run from God. Yeah, that's not going to work out. God says, why do you say my way is hidden from the Lord? Why would we say that? It's just not going to happen. The transcendent God of all knows. But even though we can't hide from God, we shouldn't try. We're children of God. And as children of God, that comes with responsibility to live authentically, to be who God created us to be. It's not just who we want to be. It's who we were created to be. Because if we don't live and be who we were created to be, then we're not loving our neighbor because our neighbor cannot be who they were created to be until we are who we were created to be. So we live in to who God is calling us to be and help our neighbor to be who God has created them to be. God says, why do you say my way is hidden from the Lord and my right disregarded by my God? You can't hide from the Lord. There's no scenario that you can hide. You're also not disregarded. Do you feel disregarded at times? Do you wonder at times if God even sees you? If it sounds like you, it sounds like me. It sounds like you got the whole grasshopper thing down. You realize that we're powerless and God is great. You see that God is transcendent above all. You've got that. And that's good because remember what we said. We said that until you've got that, you can't hear the good news. One can't receive healing if they don't realize they need it. So you've got that. Good. You realize that. But now I want you to remember that the God who is all-powerful, the God who created those stars, 
numbered them, and names them. That God who creates chose to create you. God sees you. God sees you for who you are. God loves you. God loves you for who you are. You are loved. You are cherished. You are a child of God. Remember that. And don't just take it from me. God speaks directly to us and says, why do you say my way is hidden from the Lord? Why do you say I'm disregarded by God? Have you not known? Have you not heard? Again, we're called to hear. And what is it that we're to hear? The Lord is everlasting, creator of the ends of the earth. He does not grow weary. His understanding is unchangeable. He gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. This sounds really good, doesn't it? Doesn't this sound like something that a squeezed grasshopper could use? Power for the faint, strength for the powerless. We need this. And good news, we've got it. God has it on offer and it's ours to receive. God knows that it's on offer. God has it on offer because God knows that we're weary and that we need God's power. But again, we have to realize that we need it. If we feel that we have the power, if we feel that we have the strength, if we feel we can do it on our own or obtain it ourselves, we won't seek the help we need. We have to reach out. We have to know that we need our God. And once we realize that, once we realize that we don't have the strength, that we don't have the power, and that God has it and that we can receive it, I guess the next question is, how do we get it? What do we do? God tells us right here, just wait. Wait on the Lord and the Lord will renew your strength. To renew our strength, we wait. There's two things I want you to hear there. The first is that God will renew your strength. That means that this is not a strength that you're unfamiliar with. You were created with this strength because you were created in the image of the God who is this strength. So you know this. You have it. You've had it. And now it's going to be renewed in you. It will be made new again. You will have it again. We've grown weary. We need to have our strength renewed. This strength from God is made new again in us. We know it and we'll receive it again. And when we receive it, it'll be ours fresh and new to sustain us. And when something's made new, when our strength is made new, we're told that we have to do something, though. We have to wait for it. I'm sorry to hear this, because I could be one of the most impatient people that there is. I I saw a woman last week pounding the button for the, the, the crosswalk at the light, thinking that that would help. And I was like, yeah, you get it. You get it. That's what I do. I don't like to wait. And if I have to wait... I want to be productive while I wait. I want to be getting something done while I wait. But this wait is worth it because we're told that we're waiting for the Lord. We spend a lot of time in our lives waiting, but this waiting is waiting on the Lord, and it's worth it. God shows up. 
You wait on God and God shows up. Remember, seek God with all your heart and you will find God when you seek God. Not always on our timing, rarely on mine, but God shows up and we wait. When we wait, our strength is made new again in such a way that we will mount up with wings as eagles. Run and not grow weary. Walk and not faint. We wait on the Lord. Our strength is made new again. We will not faint and we will have the strength that the Lord created us to have. That's our hope. That's the hope I want you to to leave here with today. Are there any grasshoppers out there? There's a grasshopper here. Do you feel the squeeze? Do you feel disregarded at times? Do you wonder if God sees you? We might have the whole grasshopper thing down. But remember that our all-powerful God, that transcendent God, numbers and names the stars. God sees you and sees you for who you are. God loves you and loves you for who you are. You are loved. You are cherished. You are a child of God. So know that you are in need of healing. Have some patience and wait on the God who does not grow weary, who does not faint. It might go against all that you are to wait on someone else. Patience, grasshopper. Because if you wait on God, you find your strength made new again. You will mount up on wings like an eagle. Run and not be weary. Walk and not faint. Let's pray together. Holy, loving God, help us to remember that you are all-powerful, almighty God, creator of all things. And help us to remember that you remember the names of all those that you create. Help us to remember that we are your beloved, that we are cherished, that we are yours. Fill us with strength today, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us. If you live in the Atlanta area or visiting Atlanta, come and worship with us in person on Sundays at Second Ponstelian Baptist Church.